Amen. You may be seated. Everybody say. Crosswalk. Everybody say. Amen. <clears throat> uh, I'm so glad to see you. I know that we have a lot of you at home. We, we honor that and uh, we are taking every precaution possible um, to keep everybody safe and yet still offer a worship experience. So we are so thankful for those that are here and we're thankful for you at home. If you are new, if you're visiting in this room, and I know we have some visitors today, if you're watching with us, here's what I want you to know from the bottom of our heart, and I'm speaking for all of Lovers Lane United Methodist Church, you matter. You matter here. You are wanted here. We don't care about your past. We don't care who you love. We don't care what color your skin is. We want you to know that right here at Lovers Lane United Methodist Church, you matter. You matter. God created you in his image. And can I tell you this? God doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> he made this little short, I won't give you my height, purple-haired girl. And let me tell you, if God can make me, and God can put me in ministry, he can do that for anyone. You matter. We love you. And we thank you for being a part of worship with us. Merry Christmas early. How's that? Because some of you I know over the next few weeks are going to be visiting family. Some of you this year, it may look a little bit different, right? Because of Rona, we're in this situation of do we go? Do we stay? Are we alone? How many people do we have even in our homes? <laughs> but today is a day of peace. Peace. What do you think of when I say peace? It's not the absence of conflict, but peace is the presence of God. Peace. During this time of Advent and in this season, we wait and we prepare and we remember the hope and we remember the peace that the birth of a Savior would bring. Now I have to tell you today, as we go into our second week of Advent, we're in this series called Christmas Presents, and we're talking about waiting. I don't like that word very much. It almost goes hand in hand with patience for me. Anybody else want to own that with me? Okay, thank you. Miss Carol will. I appreciate that, Miss Carol. Not long ago, I had a specialist appointment so if you've been like me to a specialist or a doctor you know that that looks very different than it did a year ago and in my process of going to this specialist you have to check in online and then you have to when you pull into the parking lot you have to make a phone call right and then when you make the phone call it's just to let them know that you're there and then they're going to text you back to let you know when you can come in the building and then wait some more. So I had this experience. Pull into the parking lot. Dialed the number that was on my little piece of paper to dial. Hey, I'm here. Okay. Miss Jones, we will let you know when we're ready for you to come in. So I waited in my car. 
probably 12 minutes. Then I get the great text. And never have I been so excited, Randall, to get a text that says, come in to your doctor's office. So I go upstairs and you have to take an elevator and you go up to the second floor and you walk in for them to put you in another room to say, okay, for right now, we need you just to sit here and wait. So by this time, I'm in my waiting game now of what, 35, 40 minutes of another place to wait. And in this waiting room, just like most waiting rooms right now, they have, you know, little pieces of tape with a sign that says blocked off, but you can sit here, blocked off, but you can sit over there, and in front of you, blocked off. So you end up really sitting alone, correct? But this particular day, when I went in the waiting room, there was another woman sitting to my right, about four chairs down. And it's just me and her. And in that moment, I am getting tired of waiting. I really am. I'm tired of waiting. I I think I'm even, I don't know about you, but I think I'm even more aggravated because Rona has made this harder and I'm just sick of waiting for Rona to be over. So then you just pile on the waiting of sitting in this room. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of it being so inconvenient. And that really is what we think in a fast gratification world, right? Easy, easy, easy. I mean, why else do we have cell phones? Why else do we have computers? So it's easier. And I'm tired. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, awkward. I'm in this room with this woman next to me, nobody else in the room. And all of a sudden she says, hi. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to say hi back. (laughs) So I turn with our mask on and I'm like, hey. She goes, waiting is fun, isn't it? No. But you don't want to sound like one of those people. So I said, well, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm, it's better than the alternative, right? I'd rather wait than not be able to. And before I know it or knew it, we were in a conversation. And she was waiting on results as we got into a conversation and we were in a conversation at least 20 minutes so that's how much longer I was waiting but all of a sudden I didn't even realize I was waiting anymore because I knew in that moment that the Holy Spirit began to move in this conversation I was having in this waiting room and before I knew it this woman is telling me I'm waiting on results today to see if I have breast cancer well my waiting didn't seem so bad I'm just here for a checkup. And she said, but you know what? It's going to be all right. Because I know the maker of the winds. I know the maker of the rains, and I know the maker of who created me. And she just began to share her testimony. This wasn't the first time she had been in the waiting. This was the second time that they had found possible cancer. 
And from that distance, and it was about as far to that first tree right there, she and I prayed in that room. And I said, well, can I pray for you? She goes, oh, I would love that. What I hated was I wish I had gotten her number to find out what she found out that day. But what was crazy is in the midst of that waiting, just this peace comes over. And all of a sudden, when God begins to move, you don't even know what time it is. And then all of a sudden, the nurse comes to the door and says, Mrs. Jones, and you stand up and you walk around. She's like, I am so sorry. We are slammed today. I really apologize for it taking so long. And I'm like, wow, before I knew it, I'd been sitting there over an hour. But in the waiting, God had something different. And in the waiting, God showed me something different. And today, we're going to talk about that story. But we're going to talk about a story in waiting that is a waiting that none of us will ever, ever have to understand. For you see, we live in a time where Jesus has come. During this time of Advent, we just sit and we live what that was like and what that meant. But we're going to talk about someone today who had been told, listen, you will live long enough to see the King of Kings, but we're talking a long time he waited. If you have your Bibles, we're going to read from Luke 2, and we're going to start in verse 25. Luke 2 verse 25 and it says a man named Simeon was in Jerusalem he was righteous and devout he eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him Ooh, I like that Randall the Holy Spirit rested on him I want the Holy Spirit to rest on me Ooh, that's good the Holy, Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared the salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people, Israel. His, Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this boy is a sign to be the cause of the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that generates opposition. So that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your innermost being too. Father and mother were amazed by what was said about him. Because for we know what, Jesus wasn't just born to be this cute, adorable baby in this stinky stable. He came for a very real purpose. Simeon has been given special insight by the Holy Spirit along with a promise that before he dies, he will be allowed to see the one whom God has chosen to rescue the world. Now, we think over the last few months, we understand waiting. 
We are nine months, and that's a long time. I don't, I don't even begin to tell you that I've had patience in that nine months. But I mean, this man has been waiting all of his life. For all of his life, he's been doing nothing but waiting. Can you imagine? All your life has been nothing but waiting? But here's what we learn. We learn that part of our journey is waiting. We learn that part of our journey is waiting. Let me say that again, Jackie. We learn part of our journey is waiting. I have to get this in my head. Because I sometimes feel like that's really not part of the journey. That's, you know, the devil, if you, if you want to say, or that's life circumstances, if you want to go there. I don't want to look at it as a positive thing. In life, we begin to think that waiting is just bad. And everything about it is bad. When actually in the waiting is when God is moving. Just because we can't see God moving doesn't mean that he isn't. In the waiting is when we get the opportunity to taste and see the goodness of God in a way that was way off our radar. In the waiting is when we are so tired and our patience is running so thin, but when we open our eyes and we see to the right of us the woman sitting right down there and all of a sudden we begin a conversation. That waiting doesn't change them. That waiting changes me. In the waiting, when you are tired, that's when you see God's grace and you see God's mercy. When we stop and we see, in the waiting, it gives us clarity for the journey. Because you've had a moment to stop. Because there's nothing else to do but wait. And so while you are stopped and you're on pause, and I know you think that pause is bad, that's when you get that moment to take a deep breath and pay attention. For in the waiting, we begin to see there is a bigger picture than what we can see in the waiting. There is a bigger picture than what we can see in the waiting. Simeon is a man under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He is described as one who the Holy Spirit rests upon. It is the Holy Spirit who gave the promise of the revelation to him, and it is the Holy Spirit who brings Simeon to the temple right at the right time to see Jesus. Simeon is part of this unfolding work and direction of the Holy Spirit, a work that will be a significant part not only in our story in Luke, but in stories to come even in Acts. When Simeon lifts up Jesus, just like this, and he begins to make an amazing declaration about this little baby boy. We're probably talking six weeks old. He's tiny. This baby is the one who will be the salvation of the whole world. Not just Jews, hello, but also Gentiles. Do you know what that means for us? everybody if you're in deep south texas it's everybody none of you are left out of that 
I need you to hear me. Because some of you are going to say, but Didi, you don't know me and you don't know where I come from and you don't know where I've been. But God does. And that baby that was held up that day was held up for you. Ever, everybody. This baby is the one who will be the salvation to the whole world. Not just Jews, but Gentiles. This theme has already been prominent, for we saw that earlier when Mary says, God, my Savior. When Zacharias sings a horn of salvation and being saved from our enemies, Simeon now declares that Jesus is the salvation of the world and the rescuer from enemies, the source of knowledge about salvation. For the best stories are written in the waiting. For the best stories of our lives are written in the waiting. Simeon knew the story did not end at the birth of a Savior. Simeon knew what was ahead and the purpose of baby Jesus. Immediately after this declaration of salvation, Simeon turns to Mary and tells her that this salvation will not come easy. Can you imagine when you baptized your child and all of a sudden they went, okay, you need to understand, he's going to have a rough life. What's ahead of him is not going to be easy. As a mother, I would have broken right there. But that was the plan. That was the plan. In the waiting, the story did not end at that birth. For the story is just beginning for us all. As we get ready to close, I want to tell you about my soul group. We started a soul group right here at Lover's Lane. We have several of them, but the one that um, I do is on Wednesdays at noon. And everybody's welcome anytime to join. We have about 12 people that are with us every week. Some of you are in this room, but some go to traditional worship. Some go to Thrive. Some go to Renew. We have several that are not in here with us. And we meet every Wednesday. Jeff and I lead this group, and they are the coolest bunch of people. For the past nine months, this group has been meeting And it's a little bit like Vegas. What we say in that group stays in that group. When we started, most people did not know anything about the person they were in group with. They didn't have any idea. And we all met in the midst of a pandemic. But through this time of waiting... Every single person in that group this week, Randall, as I was watching them. And the cool thing is about Zoom, when you get to see each of their faces, it's kind of cool because I could go through every single one of them and the stories that they can tell in nine months. One that can talk about how God has healed them from a brain injury. One from another surgery that took place. One through tests that had been taken that we had been praying together that it was not cancer and it wasn't. 
another one. Who every single person pick them up. Never let them fall going through some of the hardest places of their life. 12 people that didn't know anything about each other. Now every week, it's hilarious because it's a 20-minute check-in just to check in on, so how's your daughter doing? How's your son doing? How's the job going? And I just sit there. I have a blast. I'm not even ready to start teaching because I love seeing these nine people have become family to each other. And in their waiting... They've been sitting in that waiting room like me and they look down and they start a conversation that changes their life. Because you see, waiting and the waiting that we have all been in is never in vain. Not only is God moving and not only is God moving on your behalf, But God will take every minute, every second of your life to bring good to you. And you may not always feel it. You may not always see it. And a matter of fact, what you hear and maybe what you see coming at you doesn't feel anything good. But then you know that's not God. But what you begin to know is that in the waiting is where God does his best work. In the waiting is where God does his best work. Father, I thank you. Sometimes the waiting rooms of our life seem... Daunting. And the waiting rooms of our lives this past nine months have seemed like something our minds are not even programmed to understand. But the past nine months, God, it's not been a surprise to you. Father, in our waiting, let us stop. Let us pay attention. Let us be present in your Holy Spirit moving. Father, don't let us get to a place that we're so busy trying to just get past the waiting that we forget the promise, that we forget the love, that we forget the point of why we are waiting. For in the waiting, we will find your presence. For in the waiting, we will see you move. And in the waiting, you will bring a peace that passes all understanding. For we will see your salvation. Just like Simeon did. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.